the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. A debt ceiling agreement has been worked out. Negotiators agreed to some Republican demands for increased work requirements for food stamp recipients, but stopped short of greater spending cuts overall that Republicans wanted. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy calls it an agreement in principle worthy of the American people. It has historic reductions in spending, consequential reforms that will lift people out of poverty into the workforce. Reign government overreach. There are no new taxes, no new government programs. In a statement, President Biden says the agreement represents a compromise, which means not everyone gets what they want. Support from both parties will be needed to win congressional approval before a projected June 5th government default. I'm Julie Walker. This is SRN News. These are the official rules for all contests on Salem Media Group and Salem Communications Holding Corporation stations in the Twin Cities. Collectively, Salem TC from time to time will conduct contests. No purchase necessary to enter or win. If for any reason a prize is not available, a substitute prize may be offered. Winners will be limited to one prize every 30 days. Winners of a major prize will be limited to one every 365 days. A major prize is any prize with a value of more than $1,000. Participants and winners must be U.S. residents that are responsible for any and all taxes. For full contest rules, see this station's website. Inside your 1 o'clock hour this Sunday afternoon here on AM 1280 The Patriots. Stay tuned. You're moments away from the Northern Alliance Radio Network Closer Edition with Brad Carlson. But right now, a quick look at your weather forecast. Today is high around 82 degrees, mostly sunny skies for the afternoon. Tonight's low reaching 60 with partly cloudy skies for the overnight. Memorial Day brings mostly sunny with a high in the mid-80s. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network moments away. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here taking phone calls, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. 
And, hey, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to check us out there as well. Uh, give us a like or a follow on our page if you haven't done so already. And like I say, with the live stream up and running, we also have a comment section available to opine on any of the show topics we discuss. Uh, yeah, this is a live show, live and in person on the Sunday before Memorial Day. I, you know, I was uh, I, I typically do a pre-show shout out on the Narn Facebook page, and the one thing I was saying is I I it's I can't remember. Well, certainly not this year, uh, but I can't remember the last time we had this perfect a weekend in terms of weather. Yesterday, sunny, not a cloud in the sky, not a lot of humidity. I don't do well in humidity, so we got that coming soon enough. And then today, another picture-perfect day, and tomorrow looks to be a solid day as well. So you couldn't have asked for better weather this weekend. Obviously, Memorial Day, where we honor those who have paid the ultimate price for our freedom and liberty in this country. All gave some, but some gave all. And we are definitely honoring those who gave their all in combat, laying their lives down on the line to preserve the freedom and liberty we so enjoy. I know a lot of us, uh, we lament the political climate that's going on today and how this country feels more divisive than ever before. And some people may ask, hey, if those who had laid their lives down, those who had paid the ultimate price for this country, if they knew what it would devolve into today, would they still I don't know, would they still make that sacrifice? Would they still be willing to, I guess? I should put it another way. And I'm not going to speak for those who paid that ultimate price because there's no way of knowing. But uh, I know that you know we were given the opportunity to shape this country into in, into what we desire. And we may not like the the direction it's taking, but here's the good news. We still have a system to where we, the people, can step up and make our voices heard and make our presence known and affect that kind of change. So, I don't know, I dare say that many of those who laid down their lives have no regrets doing so because of what we have enjoyed since that period of time. Yeah, it may not be, we may not be in an ideal place, but we have an opportunity to shape it into what we believe Uh is that more perfect union? And that's what we should always be striving for, no doubt about it. So uh, I do want to get to some of the big news stories this past week. I think what I'll do is start off with some some of the national news topics. And if I can get to some local stuff, I definitely will. And then at 2 o'clock, we're going to welcome to the broadcast Jenna Dix. She, the uh, secretary of the Republican Party of Minnesota, she was elected to this position last December, has sort of an interesting story about how she... Uh, about her foray into politics, as well as about her worldview. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to, uh, get to know Jenna personally, uh, hear all about her background. Very intriguing background. She's put out some great content on social media. I Like I say, when she first came on my radar back last December when she was elected Secretary of the Republican Party of Minnesota, I started following her on Instagram and uh, Twitter, and she's got a podcast that she does on a regular basis. So, again, we'll have her talk about all that when she comes on at two o'clock, but obviously the big news story this past week: uh, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, finally declared that he is running for president of the United States. Uh, he was a guy that really got on people's radar uh, during the COVID 
pandemic when he was one of the few governors who said, no, I am not going to completely shut down the state. There is a way to mitigate this virus, this pandemic, without completely ruining the economy. And I, you know, I talked a lot about Governor DeSantis and his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic while the pandemic was taking place, because obviously he was making national headlines. And of course, because we live in an agenda in a time where there's an uh, an agenda-driven media, a narrative-driven media, if you will, and given that uh, narrative journalism is spun in such a way that all almost always favors progressives, you had a media that was very critical of DeSantis, basically saying how he wanted to kill people, which was utter nonsense because wh- I, I don't know the percentage, but... Do you think there's a pretty solid percentage of elderly people living in the state of Florida? Am I going out on a limb, on a limb there? Ah, I don't think so. So obviously, to say that he didn't take it seriously was absolute nonsense. And, and my my saying during the pandemic is like it was, you know what? Because I don't live in fear of something does not mean I don't take that thing seriously. I mean, that's kind of my life's mantra. Because I don't live in fear of something doesn't mean I don't take it seriously. And I think that's how Governor DeSantis ran things during the pandemic. Didn't Wasn't fearful of it, but took it very seriously. And said, look, people still have to make a living. People still have to provide for their families. We can't rely on government and their uh, bloated uh, COVID stimulus packages being put forth into to try to save the economy that just doesn't work because eventually we're going to have that bill is going to come due right so the florida economy thrived while the death rate was not outlandish you know a lot of people and 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 donald trump certainly has been hitting ron DeSantis with this saying well you know he didn't handle he didn't handle covid very well even even andrew cuomo did better handling COVID than, than Ron DeSantis, which is an absolute nonsensical line. And anybody outside of the Trump cult knows that that's complete bullpuck. You know, I'll get to that in a little bit. But, uh, Spencer, why don't we start off with uh, cut number one? So, like I said, Ron DeSantis, uh, it was, sigma, you know, he had filed the paperwork. I think by Tuesday it was announced he'd filed the paperwork. So it was official. He was running for president. And then a video announcement came out on Wednesday morning. So, Spencer, if we have that, cut number one. Our border is a disaster. Crime infests our cities. The federal government makes it harder for families to make ends meet, and the president flounders. But decline is a choice. Success is attainable, and freedom is worth fighting for. Riding the ship requires restoring sanity to our society normalcy to our communities and integrity to our institutions truth must be our foundation and common sense can no longer be an uncommon virtue in florida we prove that it can be done we chose facts over fear education over indoctrination law and order over rioting and disorder we held the line when freedom hung in the balance We showed that we can and must revitalize America. We need the courage to lead and the strength to win. I'm Ron DeSantis, and I'm running for president to lead our great American comeback. 
So there you have it. Ron DeSantis, Florida governor, officially in the presidential race. Uh, His intention was to announce Wednesday evening. Uh, Elon Musk was going to host a Twitter space, and that's that's basically a space where you, uh, you know, someone comes on and you can have other Twitter users interact. And the idea was to host this Twitter space where Ron DeSantis makes the official announcement, and then you have all these Twitter users, and typically they're they're the followers of the host of the space, in this case, Elon Musk. Well, the problem was Elon Musk has so many followers and there were so many people intrigued by DeSantis jumping into the race that it basically fried the server. And so DeSantis' announcement on Twitter was delayed for 20, 25 minutes. And, of course, the the poo-flinging monkeys that consist of the Trump cultists, the never-Trumpers, and leftists all attacked DeSantis, called it a meltdown, called it embarrassing, what a disaster for his campaign. And look, it was a bad look. I'm not going to deny it. It was a bad look. I like Ron DeSantis a lot, but this was a terrible look. It was. But the idea that this is fatal to his presidential campaign is complete hyperbole. No one is going to remember this within a week or two. In fact, no one's really talking about this now, except those who are bitterly anti-DeSantis. And we'll get to those people in a little bit. But in the first 24 hours after he announced he was running for president, His campaign raised over $8 million. That is a record in a 24-hour span after announcement. Now, there have been candidates who have raised more than that in a 24-hour period, but as far as the first 24 hours after an announcement of a presidential campaign, that $8-plus million is a record. And let's not forget the fact that Ron DeSantis already has a super PAC working on his behalf that is ready to inject $200 million into early states like Iowa New Hampshire, South Carolina, Nevada, to set up campaign operations, voter contact. The idea being that these campaign staffers will have contacted voters, knocked on their doors three to four times to kind of develop that relationship with them, to get them on board uh, DeSantis' campaign. This is something similar to what Barack Obama did in 2008. And it was very revolutionary at that point. And, And that worked out incredibly well for Barack Obama. And this is what Ron DeSantis is baking on right now. And it was hilarious that he let people set the narratives about him, about, oh, he won he won reelection of governor by 20 points. And early on, you know, say in January of 2023, that would have been the best time to get in because it showed head to head in a head to head matchup. He was leading Trump, but that momentum's dissipated. Trump is now the front runner again. Uh, it's a fait accompli. Donald Trump's going to be the Republican president, a uh, Republican nominee for president in 2024. Uh, even that friend of the broadcast, Pete Hegseth, uh, who now works on Fox News, he put out a post on, on Instagram a few weeks ago saying, wow, look at these numbers. Donald Trump is just a juggernaut. Enough of this. It's time to coalesce behind Donald Trump. It's time to rally around, unify behind Trump. To which I said at the time, Pete, buddy, love you. But Ron DeSantis is not in the race yet. Let, what, why are you afraid of a debate in the arena of ideas? I mean, that's a, that, that, that's, a, that's a rhetorical question as far as I'm concerned, because Donald Trump is not interested in engaging in a substantive debate. And I know this because immediately after DeSantis made an announcement, Trump mocked DeSantis's, uh stumbling rollout 
by forming a Twitter space hosted by Elon Musk. And when you have a Twitter space, it shows the avatars of the people in the Twitter space. And he had Elon Musk avatar and, and Ron DeSantis avatar in this Twitter space. And he also had uh, photos, avatars of George Soros, Klaus Schwab, Dick Cheney, Adolf Hitler, the devil, and the FBI. The insinuation being these are the pe- main people, the main constituents for a Ron DeSantis presidential run. And he also had another one where uh, he mocked Ron DeSantis's opening announcement that we just played. It showed DeSantis walking from behind a curtain onto the stage to a rally, and it superimposed a Donald Trump-like figure tackling DeSantis from de- behind. I mean, this is all Donald Trump has to offer. He has no substance, so he has to offer this kind of vapid entertainment, which, again, to the Trump cultists, to the performative leg humpers for Donald Trump, okay, that plays. That's a big source of entertainment. But what should scare them is Ron DeSantis, when his Twitter space finally got up and going, he spent over an hour answering substantive policy questions. You even had Mick Mulvaney, former chief of staff of the Trump administration, Basically come out saying, you know what, Donald Trump couldn't do something like this. Sit and answer substantive questions, you know, answer questions on policy in a substantive matter for over an hour. Donald Trump can't do that. And Donald Trump knows he can't do that. In fact, he's even threatening to say, why should I engage in these primary debates? I'm the former president of the United States, basically saying he's the de facto incumbent. I, I shouldn't have to I shouldn't have to debase myself to engage in these debates. And he's even threatening to not engage to not be involved in the primary debates. Okay? And again, you could say Donald Trump is running scared. You may have a point, but I, I, you know, this has been, this is who Donald Trump is. You know, he, Jeb Bush was never a threat in 2016, yet Donald Trump went out of his way to humiliate the guy because that's just who he is. He does that for sport. And, you know, it was it was fine then because people were looking at it from a standpoint. You know what? We need to shake up Washington. We need to shake up politics as usual. We need someone who's uh, willing to come in and be a bull like a bull in a China shop. And I'll concede Trump had some uh, effective policy, but it showed also what an unhinged, crazed loser he can be when he actually does lose. He won't accept election results. And if he would somehow lose the the Republican nominee to Ron DeSantis, he will not accept those results. And he'll go all scorched earth. He has spent more money attacking Ron DeSantis this campaign than he did spending money on his hand-picked U.S. Senate candidates in 2022, whether it was Blake Masters in Arizona, uh, who is um, Adam Laxalt in Nevada, Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania, Herschel Walker in Georgia, and J.D. Vance in Ohio. Now, J.D. Vance, of those of those five that I named, J.D. Vance was the only one to win. So Trump is spending more money attacking Ron DeSantis than he is uh, than he did his, those five handpicked candidates in 2022. So Trump is all about Trump. Make no mistake about it. He's all about make America great again. Unless I'm president, then America can go, can go to hell. That's basically his attitude, and he's showing it by how he's spending his money. So we'll have more on that, more to say about that when we come back and take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARN show, or check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream up and running. You can leave a comment or question there. 
Brad Carlson, the closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. South St. Paul to Southeast Asia and Little Canada to regular-sized Canada. We're where you are. Listen anytime, anywhere at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. Over-the-counter hearing aids are a new class of hearing devices regulated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and an option for adults 18 and over with perceived mild to moderate hearing loss. Get your hearing tested by an audiologist or hearing instrument dispenser. A tip sheet and shopping checklist is available on the Hearing Loss Association of America's website. Paid for by the Minnesota Commission of the Deaf, Deafblind, and Hard of Hearing, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical Precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith driven stewardship. 800 504 1123. 800 504 1123. 800 504 1123. That's 800 504 1123. There are over 5 million podcasts out there with over 70 million episodes between them. But let's face it, only a few have the Salem stamp of approval. Before getting lost in that jungle, find the ones we recommend at SalemPodcastNetwork.com or the app. Find Charlie Kirk, Dinesh D'Souza, Trish Reagan, Jenna Ellis, and Dennis and Julie, and tons more. We vet their content so you don't have to. And the nice thing is this, just like this radio station, they're always on message. SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Your traditional water softener wastes water as if you ran a full washer for just a pair of socks. Commerce Wet Technology Softeners will save you water and salt. Save $400 when you trade in your old salt hog to Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 12 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Here to take phone calls, by the way. The 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's hashtag NARN show. And don't forget, we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to check us out there. Gary from War Road checks in and says hello. And Gary! 
putting it out there. Gary says DeSantis for president. Okay, so we know Gary's affiliation. We appreciate uh, you checking in as always, Gary. Thank you so much. So I want to get to some more audio clips. You know, we're talking about uh, Donald Trump's reaction to uh, Ron DeSantis getting into the presidential race. I already told you about a couple instances, you know, mocking DeSantis's uh, failed Twitter space uh, and then putting up a kind of a graphic that shows that uh, Satan and the FBI and Dick Cheney and George Soros, they would uh, they would all be part of Ron DeSantis's uh, Twitter space and then uh, uh, mocking DeSantis walking out on stage from behind the curtain, showing a Trump-like figure tackling DeSantis from behind. So Donald Trump, he's the troller-in-chief. Again, when you don't have a lot of substance uh, or, or coherence that you can convey, these are the kind of tactics you resort to. So uh, Donald Trump, this is uh, cut number two. Uh, I, I just call this uh, Trump's factually deficient attack on Ron DeSantis. Uh, Spencer, if we have that, cut number two. When the Ron DeSanctimonious facts come out, you will see that he's better than most Democrat governors, but very average at best compared to Republican governors who have done a fantastic job. How about the fact that he had the third most deaths of any state having to do with the China virus or COVID? Even Cuomo did better. He was number four. He shut down everything, including the beaches. Other Republican governors didn't do that. They Wrong. kept it open. It was their choice. I gave them all their choice. And you criticized the Democrats them in the blew open. it big. A lot of Republican governors did a fantastic job. And look at Disney and what a mess it is. Could have worked out an easy settlement, but no, he wanted to show the fake news how tough a guy he is. He's not. And the whole Disney thing is really very unfortunate. Now thousands and thousands of jobs are being stopped. And a lot of people are very upset about it. Wrong. Thank you. Okay, so um, Trump lies and gaslights. Okay, that's not news. I get that. But, yeah, it, this was just factually efficient. Does anybody, even the Trump cultists, Trump cultists, be honest. Call me, leave a tweet, comment on the Facebook page. Be honest. Do you honestly think that Andrew Cuomo did a better job handling the virus. Andrew Cuomo, governor of New York, do you honestly think he did a better job handling the coronavirus than Ron DeSantis? Really? And do you honestly believe that Ron DeSantis shut down the beaches? Again, another lie. You know what? I was one of the biggest critics of Florida and how they were handling the pandemic within the first few weeks. I'm like, what are you doing? Look at all these kids on the beach at spring break. Do they not know there's a virus out there? Do they not know it's a pandemic? What are they doing? They, you know, drinking drinking alcohol out of each other's butt cracks and all the other crazy things that kids, college kids do on spring break. What's going on? And then you had the one vapid idiot who dressed up as the Grim Reaper walking on the beaches saying, well, Beaches aren't closed. This is what awaits you people that if you come out here. So it's a lie. It's an absolute lie. And when if Donald Trump's, well, the facts have come out. Ron DeSantis didn't do that great a job. Well, from that conservative rag, that's the New York Times. uh, Here is uh, some data, some actual data. They use data from reports of coronavirus cases and deaths by U.S. states and counties Now, the database includes cases and deaths that have been identified by public health officials as probable coronavirus patients, which means they did not have 
confirmed tests for coronavirus infection, but were evaluated using criteria developed by national and local governments. Okay? So when you're talking death rate, when you're talking death rates here, he talks about deaths. Well, Florida has hundreds of thousands more population than New York. So obviously, in terms of raw numbers, they're going to have more deaths. But does Team Trump know the meaning of the word per capita? I'm guessing not. So when you talk about Florida, their daily average deaths since the beginning of the pandemic, 20.8. New York, 25.1. So Trump is factually wrong. Florida didn't shut down. Florida's economy is thriving because they didn't completely lock down the state, whereas New York did, essentially. Draconian lockdowns. And what was worse, Andrew Cuomo put in COVID, put COVID patients into nursing homes so as to try to keep more beds open in hospitals. And it caused a lot of deaths as a result. He was negligent. Ron DeSantis, you think there are a few senior citizens down in Florida? Yeah, I'd I'd say so. Ron DeSantis protected seniors and kept them out of harm's way. And if someone contracted COVID while in a nursing home or residing in a nursing home, got them out of there immediately and did not return them to the nursing home until they were given a clean bill of health. He was very judicious because Florida, I, I don't know where they rank, but they have to be near the top most nursing homes in the state. So it's just factually incorrect. And uh, what was the other uh, untruth that uh, he had in there? Oh, about uh, about Disney. Disney changed CEOs back to Bob Iger. Bob Iger was the previous CEO, and then he replaced the uh, CEO who replaced him. So Bob Iger is back in charge. It was He was already on the record in March saying that Disney was trying to cut costs because a lot of their new projects were having cost overruns. So they were looking to save $5.5 billion. The New York Times even reported this. This had nothing to do with Disney's feud with Ron DeSantis. Nothing at all. And oh, by the way, in their April shareholder meeting, Bob Iger was also talking about a multi-billion dollar project that's going to be taking place. Okay? So does Ron DeSantis get credit for that? I'm going to go on a limb and say probably not. Uh, Dan is on line one. Dan, if you can hold during the break, I promise to take your call when we come back. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. Me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Pro-life across America The billboard 
Did you know my mom's gonna have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is gonna be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Kowarski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Sorry, Spencer and I are having a little production meeting uh, off the air. <laughs> ah, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, welcome back. to me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. And you can also check us out on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Just go to uh, Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, give us a like or a follow, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Again, big story this past week, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announcing he is going to seek the Republican nomination for president. Uh, Obviously, uh, you know, Dwayne uh, Generalissimo Patterson, the producer of the Hugh Hewitt Show, you know, he appears every week on Ed Morrissey's uh, podcast. Ed Morrissey, of course, Northern Alliance Radio Network alum and currently uh, managing editor at hotair.com. And Generalissimo said it best. He says, you know, when you are getting it from the Trump cultists, the never Trumpers and the left, you know, you're over the target. And Ron DeSantis was clearly getting it from all sides. And he's he's been undeterred thus far because he's going ahead, making media appearances, fielding substantive questions. This is this is, I think, the, the important thing is, you know, people in 2016 they were intrigued by Trump because it wasn't politics as usual. He didn't have this career in politics uh, and didn't seem to be one of those swamp creatures. And that's what really appealed to the folks. And he and, and people said, you know what? He is very politically incorrect. I like that. 
and he's saying things that a normal politician wouldn't for fear of losing election. And so that was that was an appeal. And you know what? Uh, he had some policy successes in his first term, but it was his disastrous handling of the virus, among other things, in 2020 that cost him re-election. I mean, the economy was humming along very well. But when things went south and the country closed and he acquiesced to Dr. Fauci's recommendations to close the country, yeah, Trump did technically leave it up to the governors. Like he said, he said, well, I left it up to the governors. Yeah, but you know what? He was openly critical of Georgia Governor Brian Kemp when Brian Kemp started relaxing restrictions. Kemp even relaxed restrictions earlier than DeSantis did. Brian Kemp in Georgia. And again, that was more personal animosity for Trump because he didn't like the fact Kemp didn't listen to him when when uh, the Johnny Isaacson, the former U.S. Senator out of Georgia, stepped down. Trump wanted Doug Collins to be appointed the new senator, and Brian Kemp overruled and said, no, I'm, it's going to be Kelly Leffler. And so Trump, ever since then, because Trump is that way, held personal animosity against Brian Kemp and was openly critical of Kemp opening his state earlier. Now, I don't know if Trump really had a problem with Kemp opening his state as much as it was personal animosity. Who's to say? But either way, it's a bad look for Trump. So this idea is, well, I left it up to the governors. Well, yeah, but uh, it was still very obvious that he acquiesced a lot and deferred a lot to Dr. Fauci when Dr. Fauci said, I don't think we should open before Easter. Okay, and. Trump took it for what it's worth. He tries to revise history constantly. And again, the cultists will take it and run with it. But it's getting to the point where people are remembering what happened uh, during the pandemic. And now is that something that could be held over Trump's head? I guess we will find out again. This is what I want to see. I want to see a, a battle in the arena of ideas. Enough of the trolling, enough of the... Uh, little graphics and gifts on on Twitter or on his uh, Truth Social, whatever. Let's have a debate in the arena of ideas. If you're afraid to have it, just say you're afraid to have it, and we'll move forward from there. So, uh, Dan has been very patient holding on line one. Is Dan still with us? Okay, Dan on line one. Dan, I appreciate your patience. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Sure, absolutely, Brad, and a good show, great show. I appreciate your patience. I mean, your your uh, passion for. For DeSantis, I believe him to be a good man. I believe he's doing a great job in Florida. My, I think the concern that us Trumpers have, you can call us cultists if you want. Really, it's not the truth. We just want a, uh, a constitutional republic preserved. And we don't know of anybody, including down, uh, Ron DeSantis, that has the, the courage to face down the deep state and the Chinese Communist Party, which are the biggest threats to America. And Trump's Trump's lack of self-awareness, his personal issues and ego, yeah, we get it. He, he needs to be more Christ-like, that's for sure. But his ability to bring peace and prosperity to America, which he has done, he's done the job and proved he can do it. And, again, I do believe the election was thoroughly stolen, unlike you and a lot of others, but um, he's already done the job. And, uh, and he it, lost. He lost that, in 2020. So, you know, well, he it's time lose. to get out of the he way. Yeah, he did lose. He did lose. You can revive, try to revise history all you want, Dan. He lost. No, it's He lost. Truth. No, he, he lost. didn't lose. He yes, was he did. stolen. Yes, he did. He lost. It was stolen. You can, try to, you can repeat that over and over again. It doesn't make it true. That's how I feel about what you're saying. <laughs> that's okay. Well, <laughs> Dan, I mean, we, you know, we if you want to be if you want to be a cultist, that's fine. But my problem is forget about all of that. You know, forget about 
the saying the election was stolen. It wasn't, but so what? He the fact of the matter is Donald Trump can only serve one term. Whereas you have all of these other phenomenal candidates, and I'm not in the DeSantis camp. I am for anybody that can beat Joe Biden. Donald Trump can't beat Joe Biden. You give me a path. How can Donald Trump beat Joe Biden if he can't win in Arizona and he can't win in Georgia? I'm, I'm all ears. How does he do it? Well, he first of all, he won in Arizona. He no, he won did in not. All the five he did not. And it was stolen. No, he did and not. You'll it'll, it'll see. You'll see. We'll just have to wait and see. You'll just have to wait and see. I like that line. You'll just have to hide and watch. But. Ron DeSantis is uh, big money. He's part of the uh, establishment. He's never he he's in a second term as governor. He's part of the establishment. What? And he's got all these rhinos. Isn't that, isn't that amazing? That isn't it in. amazing that we you know we're, we were told before DeSantis got in the race, oh he'll never be able to match Trump's fundraising, and now that he's exceeded Trump's, oh he's part of the establishment, big money establishment. Which is it? He can raise a lot of money or he can't. I mean, it, suddenly it's a good thing. Suddenly it's a bad thing. I, I can't keep up on this tilt-the-whirl here. No, it's, it's Schwartzman, Griffin, and a few other billionaires who are globalists who are uh, in partnership with, with the Chinese because that's how they get rich. So is, is, is Mick Mulvaney, former Trump chief of staff, is he a globalist now? Jenna Ellis, she a globalist now? All these people who work for Team Trump know off the bandwagon, are they globalists now? They no, I'm just before? saying that the, the supporters for John DeSantis are globalists. No, they're not. And uh, they don't have any other candidate. So rather than finishing his term as governor, they're pushing him to run for president because he got no other, nobody else is going to defend their Chinese-friendly uh, policies and uh, continue the money flow going into the bank accounts. The only guy that can face off the deep state. We don't know that. Ron DeSantis has never been president. You don't know that. You can't say that definitively, say that he can't fend off the deep state. Look what he's done in Florida, one of the biggest states in the union, one of the more successful states in the union in an econ- with, the, uh, with its economic successes, didn't shut down. As uh, Trump lied and said he shut down the beaches, he did not. And it has thrived uh, economically. So what's to say he can't do that in a grander scale? You don't know that. Well, we, we know that Trump can. We know that, Trump but he lost. He lost. He's damaged goods. He's damaged goods, and he, he can only lose. serve one term. It takes two terms to turn around this mess that the Joe Biden administration well, has. Donald Trump cannot serve. He can only serve one term. Again, my my stance on Trump is I have a lot of issues with him, but I'm willing to brush all of that aside and say even if he were to win, he can only serve one term. I want a candidate who can serve two terms. It's going to take two terms to turn this mess around. And whether whether you think Donald Trump can turn it around or not, he only has one term to do it. So I want someone who can conceivably serve two terms. That is an empirical fact. Donald Trump can only serve one term. That's that's my stance. I'm willing to put everything else aside. I'll hell. I'll even concede. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Donald Trump. He actually won in 2020. He didn't. But I'll I'll, I'll concede that. The fact of the matter is, he can only serve one more term. Aside from all of that. Let him serve another term. He can't get the job done in one term. This is going to be a two-term deal to turn the mess around. You need someone who can serve two consecutive terms. Donald Trump can't. That is my point. And, again, I'm not in the tank for DeSantis. I want anybody who can step up and beat Joe Biden. And right now, head-to-head polls show Donald Trump can't beat Joe Biden. All of the other candidates are more formidable head-to-head against Joe Biden. Donald Trump can't win in Arizona. He can't win in Georgia. You can't win those two states, which are reliably Republican. You can't win a general election. That's a fact. 
some research on it, you would see that he won and all those things. Dan, you're going to continue to be delusional, and I can't help you. you. Donald Trump lost in 2020. If you can't accept that, then we're just going to continue to talk past each other. Donald Trump cannot win in Georgia. He cannot win in Arizona. If you're a Republican and you cannot win those two states, you don't have a path to real. You don't have a path to win election. Period. End of story. End of story. Again, I I've made my stance very clear. I do not support Donald Trump to be the nominee, and if he wins the nominee, I'll either vote third party or won't vote for president because I'm done with him. After what he pulled in January 5th, torpedoing the Georgia Senate races, where he spent more time attacking Brian Kemp, the governor, than propping up Kelly Loeffler and David Perdue to maintain the Senate majority, we have the swamp and the out-of-control additional national debt today because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, in his four years, the national debt went up almost $8 trillion. And because he torpedoed the two Senate races in Georgia, costing the Republicans the Senate majority, it's gone up even more so because we don't have the majority in the Senate anymore. So you want to talk to me about Donald Trump fighting the deep state. He has actively grown government more than any president in my lifetime. Okay. I ain't down with that. If you want to say that he can fight the deep, deep state, but acquiesce to the fact that uh, he spent $8 trillion in his first term, more power to you. So, Dan, appreciate the call. Thanks so much. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And you can also check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have a comment or question section. Brad Carlson, the closer, back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. From Elk River to the Congo River and Cannon Falls to Niagara Falls, we go where you go. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Take your investment knowledge to new heights this year on the 2023 Eagle Financial Publications Cruise. Join us along with The Money Show on a luxury voyage to the Caribbean and learn from top financial experts like George Gilder and Mark Skelson through workshops and seminars. Relax and refresh, all while discussing investment strategies with like-minded individuals. Secure your spot today at EagleFinancialCruise.com. That's EagleFinancialCruise.com. Eagle Financial is a division of Salem Media Group. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. Jim and I knew of Robbinsdale Women's Center, but didn't really know them until we toured. 
We were astonished by the amazing facilities and the genuine love and care the staff showed each woman that walked through the doors. That tour began our partnership with Robbinsdale Women's Center. Cindy and I have witnessed RWC's fiscal stewardship of our financial gifts. Being on the board has allowed me to see the careful discernment and prayerful thought that goes into every decision at Robbinsdale Women's Center. RWC receives no government funding and is debt-free. RWC owns all their assets and is 100% donor-supported. We're amazed at the number of abortion-minded women they serve. Weekly, five women, initially at risk of aborting their pregnancies, instead choose life. Join Cindy and I in supporting Robbinsdale Women's Center. Your gift will bring hope and life. Go to rwcinfo.org and help more mothers choose life. Let's make a difference. rwcinfo.org. In your car, at home, and on the job. AM Radio has more than 80 million listeners each month. For more than a century, AM Radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. Visit wearebroadcasters.com and tell us how you depend on AM. wearebroadcasters.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment this hour. Thanks, as always, tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Hey, uh, Gary from War Road uh, makes a good point. I had forgotten to bring this up. Uh, Dan from Hopkins was calling. Uh, uh, Gary asked, didn't DeSantis sign a law prohibiting China from buying land in Florida? That's an excellent point. Uh, Here's his quote from uh, the governor's office earlier this month where he said, I'm proud to sign this legislation to stop the purchase of our farmland and our land and land near our military bases and critical infrastructure by Chinese agents to stop sensitive digital data from being stored in China and to stop CCP influence in our education system from grade school to grad school. So, again, I don't know how DeSantis would do if he were president fighting the deep state and hitting him back against the CCP like like Dan was questioning. You know, and and I'll I'll grant Dan that point. It's a fair question. We don't know how he will do on a national level, but he has been involved with legislation regarding China while as governor of Florida. And again, this may sound like I'm in the tank for DeSantis. I'm not. I'm just talking about DeSantis because he declared he was running for president this week. So that's the only reason I'm devoting so much time to it is because he made the announcement and there was so much uh, story surrounding it. Again, the narratives are already out there. They're trying to paint him worse than Trump. The media conglomerate is trying to paint him worse than trump because trump is ratings gold to these networks they desperately want trump to be the nominee because they think well i some of them may not care if he wins or loses in fact cnn loved it when trump won in 2016 because that was their biggest ratings boon they had in probably decades so that's why they're propping they're propping up trump or they're kind of by default propping up Trump by going after DeSantis and saying that, uh, well, I mean, look at the, look at the narratives again. Journalism today is nothing but narratives. So many of these networks, they don't even put out facts anymore. It's all about narratives, you know, like the legislation that DeSantis uh, signed into law, the uh, parental rights act. I forget the specific name of it, but of course the media calls it the don't say gay bill. It's like, no, Drawing a distinction, saying what curriculum is age appropriate for children, all right, 
is not don't say gay. Kind of like uh, the book banning narrative. They're saying that this Florida uh, library banned a, banned a book by a certain poet. And they said, no, we moved it to the middle school section of the library. Okay, because again, determining what's age appropriate for elementary school kids is not the same as banning books. But then uh they come back out and say, well, well, that's the same as banning books, you know, limiting access to it. So, again, this is this is all this Orwellian stuff that the progressives engage in. You know, they want to change language. They want to change definitions. But uh, it's interesting. Uh, we played that clip where uh, Trump said uh, DeSantis was worse than Como in handling the virus saying that DeSantis shut down the beaches, which was emphatically false. And in terms of total and in terms of death rates, you know, death rates per capita, Florida averaged about 21 deaths per day, whereas New York averaged 25. And that was with Cuomo basically shutting down the entire state, whereas Florida stayed open and thrived economically. And then he also talked about DeSantis's war on Disney, costy that it's going to cost uh, billions of dollars to the Florida economy, which, again, is emphatically false. That was two different things. Florida was looking to scale back some of their projects because of the cost overruns. They were looking to actively cut $5.5 billion and lay off employees before the feud with DeSantis even took place. And you had current CEO Bob Iger during the April shareholders meeting coming out and talking about that they're planning on $17 billion worth of capital projects in the coming years, once they uh, fix all of these cost overruns on these other projects. So if indeed they do inject $17 billion worth of projects coming up within the next few years, does DeSantis suddenly get credit for that? I'm going to guess not. So only got a couple minutes left, so I did want to get to another sound clip here. So again, we played Trump's uh, attack on DeSantis, reaction to DeSantis when he got into the race. Uh, Dave Rubin, who is now a new Florida resident, and he's very much in DeSantis camp, he came out with uh, kind of a uh, funny little audio clip where he interspersed Trump's comments criticizing DeSantis with also Trump singing a different tune about Ron DeSantis uh, a couple of years ago. So, Spencer, we have that ready. This is cut number three. When the Ron DeSanctimonious facts come out, you will see that He's better than most Democrat governors, but very average at best compared to Republican governors who have done a fantastic job. One of the greatest governors in our country, and I know a lot of good ones, and I can tell you there's some really bad ones too, but this is a great one, Governor Ron DeSantis. How about the fact that he had the third most deaths of any state having to do with the China virus or COVID? Governor's done a great job. Florida is down low now in the... China virus. Even Cuomo did better. He was number four. Governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, has done a, uh, a spectacular job in Florida. He shut down everything, including the beaches. Wrong. Other Republican governors didn't do that. And you're open and you didn't close and you're it's just amazing, right? It's great. Perfect job. He just announced that the schools will be open in the fall. The Democrats blew it big. A lot of Republican governors did a fantastic job. We're in a place called Florida, and we have a great governor. But no, he wanted to show the fake news how tough a guy he is. Enjoys very high popularity, and that's for a reason. The reason is he's doing a good job. A governor like Ron DeSantis of Florida is doing a great job. Thank you. So, again, uh, apparently Team Trump doesn't know the definition of per capita. Yeah, there were more raw deaths 
death toll in Florida, but it's a more highly popular state. Okay, but when you're talking about per capita, again, it was lower. And also, this is something this is something Trump tried to play as well with the vote totals. He says, "Well, I I I got uh, I got a more than a million votes more than Ron DeSantis when in my race in 2020 compared to what he got in 2022, and he won by this big landslide." It's like, honestly, do do the Trump cultists do they do they swallow this? You do realize that there were 11 million people who voted in 2020 in the presidential race, and just shy of eight million people who voted in the governor's race in 2022. Yeah, Trump got more raw votes, but there was a, there was less people voting. I mean, who who runs these this messaging up the flagpole? Does he, or does he just run with this himself? Trump got 51.2% of the vote in Florida in 2020, whereas DeSantis, when he was reelected, 59.4%. Okay? So again, apparently they don't understand the, the concept of per capita and percentage of uh, vote total or, or anything else, but I thought I'd uh, help them out with that. So again, uh, this is what I'm this is what I'm looking to looking to more of a policy discussion. And Gary from War Road, I appreciate you pointing that out. Yeah, DeSantis, he did. He signed a law prohibiting China from buying land in Florida. So uh, Dan from Hopkins, there. Uh, I don't know if that's um, if that intrigues you at all, but if you're one, if you're concerned. DeSantis won't stand up to the CCP uh, within his state. Uh, he did everything within his power. So I think that's a decent start. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. Back in a few. Okay, honey. I'm done with the family shower schedule. Wait, I'm last, and I only get two minutes. Well, that's all the hot water that's left. Sounds like it's time for a new energy-saving Ream tankless water heater installed by Ream Pro Plumber Metro Heating and Cooling with smart features, tax credits, rebates, and immediate hot water. I'd better call Metro Heating. Save on your utility bill by replacing that old water heater with a Ream tankless water heater that pays you back. Call now for your no-hassle quote. MetroHeating.com. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot, a photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call 
an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Chances are she's listening to you right now. But Alexa has a lot of competition. Google Nest or Amazon Echo are two of the best. All you have to do is turn it on and tell it to listen to what you want. This radio station, of course. When she hears our name, we start playing. Remember, it's as simple as this. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. That's play the Patriot Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. We are AM 1280, the Patriot. AM 1280. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.